0: hey guys welcome to the trash bin kids podcast the world's most dangerous pod is back again for the first time again we're your hosts damon rivera and jackie aka jacqueline chan the muffin man (laughs)
1: Join us every week as we pour over the media that warped our minds and molded us into the upstanding human citizens we are today.
0: We'll pick apart old favorites, current obsessions, and all the glorious trash in between.
1: On this episode, we will be discussing our favorite thing to do, which is going to the movies and how bummed we are that we can't do that anymore. Before we do anything, we'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who has taken time out of their day to listen to our little pod.
0: Yeah, honestly, it's awesome to see how many people have been tuning in. You know, I know that there's like a million things you could be doing, especially nowadays. And, uh, you know, just... Well, not
1: really. It's a pandemic.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but there's always, uh, you know, Netflix or whatever. Thank you so much for anybody who's tuned in the past couple of weeks. We really appreciate
1: it. Yeah, we've gotten a lot more followers and listeners than we've thought we would receive and we got a lot of really sweet um tags and shout outs on instagram so to anybody who has been supporting us it means the world um keep them coming we're super excited to continue to record and talk trash with all of you we want to thank our international listeners we had about like what three people from out of the states
0: yeah maybe a little more uh, because we have uh canada here uk and then also like a random weirdo from new zealand (laughs)
1: Well, random weirdos from outside of the U.S., we see you and we love you and we thank you so much for spending some time with us. It's really strange to think that people from outside of the U.S. are listening to us. We are located uh, in New York, uh, which has had some hard times. Especially with the pandemic recently.
0: Yeah, ground zero.
1: Yep. Everything sort of uh shut down for us in March. When it shut down for a lot of the world, but you know, our world is New York. <laughs> Things improved over the summer. Numbers. Uh, Coronavirus was gone in the
0: summer. You didn't get the the, the, the notice?
1: It wasn't gone. It was done. We were it was back to hiding. normal. We
0: were eating indoors. Oh, God.
1: Well, no, not even. Throughout the summer, we were still it was eating outdoors. Now. I mean, there was parties, People but making now out this with is why we strangers we're messing... in
0: the street. <laughs> we we're, were back to normal, baby. New York was back.
1: Well, now New York is back in the hellfire escape from whence it came, because we are in second wave. Hang ten, bro. They're slowly uh, shutting things down. You know, I don't
0: think they're going to shut it down completely, honestly. Like, they shut down the indoor dining they're thinking about shutting down, but I I think that a lot of people are just ignoring it this time around. Like, we're sort of just like, see no evil, say no evil kind of thing.
1: Well, that's because everybody insisted on, you know, traveling over the Thanksgiving holiday, and people are just becoming lackadaisical about this whole thing and I understand that you know you just can got, get
0: I just got the citizen sorry to interrupt you I just got the citizen notice 2,561 new cases
1: Woo! <laughs> so. we did it people yeah we're in the thick of it again and what better time to lock ourselves indoors and start a podcast huh we
0: did it guys
1: so of course with everything shutting down one of the biggest things that has shut down um and has remained shut down is movie theaters which is a big loss to us because movie theaters was our thing like well going to the movies was our thing (laughs) And it is a big thing for a lot of people. I don't know. What do you think is going to happen, Damien?
0: Well, in like the larger aspect, like the the larger worldview or in terms of just movie theaters in general? Jackie. Um.
1: (laughs) Oh, now you're going to throw the hard questions back at me. I see how it is Well okay let's start simply Talk about movie theaters Being shut down And if you think that they will ever reopen again Because I know that there are parts of the uh, At least the United States that have reopened But mm-hmm. right now In New York we'll just talk about our little bubble They have been shut down since March And we see no signs of them ever being reopened
0: yeah i don't think they're gonna reopen for a while honestly because i think that what's gonna happen is this is gonna keep flip-flopping back and forth where things get better then people don't know how to fucking behave and then they you know then we shut down again and it's just gonna keep happening Mm -hmm. um like you said in some parts of the country there have been movie theaters that have opened up or life has kind of just gone back to normal i don't see that being the case here i think um it's it's gonna flounder for a little bit and like I know that they're trying to put into place certain, like certain uh, uh, laws or whatever, where it's like, you know, the movie theaters have to have, uh, you know, like protection, like from seat to seat, that kind of stuff. But people, when people, people that, okay, not people Everybody that goes to the movie theaters acts like a fucking animal. Including you? Including me. (laughs) We'll get to that later. So I don't see that working out. I I think it's going to be a while before movie theaters are fully reopened.
1: Yeah, I sort of agree. And it's a shame because I feel like movie theaters in general, at least the movie theater industry, was trying really hard to sort of reinvent the wheel and recreate the moving going experience. Because, you know, before, at least when I was young, it was just like you paid for your ticket. You sit where you can. And you spend, you know, 10 bucks on your popcorn and you get what you get and you don't get upset. And now movie theaters have reclining chairs and they have tables at your seat and they have like real food and bars where they serve alcohol. And they've really tried to like reel people in and make it an experience. And now all of that seems to have kind of gone to waste because...
0: Yeah, I mean, I know that they they did that because they were sort of like losing money. So those types of theaters were trying to re-up on making their money back. So they had to become a little bit more of a um, like luxury experience.
1: Do you think that's partly to blame because of um, the popularity of streaming services? Like people would just rather stay at home and watch Hulu and Netflix? Uh, I think it's a combination of
0: that, but also just like it's so much easier to pirate movies now. You know, like anybody could just like, I don't know, like the new Wonder Woman movie is going to be online like, you know, a week after it comes out.
1: Yeah. Since you brought up the topic, let's discuss Warner Brothers' decision to um, release Wonder Woman in theaters and VOD. Simultaneously, What do you think about that?
0: Um, I think it's fine. You know, watching movies online, on your phone, iPad, whatever, has been around forever. I don't think the experience is for me personally, but there are people that can just, you know, they'll watch a movie in like four different parts on their iPhones, on their lunch breaks at work. I think it takes away a little bit from the movie going experience. So I think I think they're going to be fine because enough people, you know, do that already that it's not going to hurt Wonder Woman.
1: Well, I'm not worried about Warner Brothers. I mean, they're producing films all the way through 2021 and they've also made the decision to release films like uh, the matrix 4 dune to vod as well i'm not worried about them making their money what i'm worried about is movie theaters will people just become so used to this video on demand structure that movie theaters will be obsolete and people won't want to go to the movies anymore
0: yeah i mean i could definitely see that happening um as it is now you know pirating is rampant and crazy and people will download shit the first day it comes out i could see this being like sort of a a fast track to theaters just shutting down or becoming obsolete Um, the new normal (laughs) the new normal
1: yeah i don't know personally i'm on your side where i think that not having the movie going experience uh is not okay for me Because I remember, you know, just as an example, uh, one of the first times that we hung out after everything imploded in New York and we didn't see each other for like what seemed what was two, three months. Yeah, it, we got together it was like three months. Yeah. yeah. And we got together. And the first thing that we wanted to watch was the new Scoob movie. Yeah, the Scooby Doo movie. Which had been released uh, video on demand, I believe it was available on Amazon Prime, or at least that's where we watched it. I remember it being a good experience, but I think I was just happy to like be with you and just be watching a new film. But you know, thinking back, I I, I don't know. There's just something missing about like the smell of movie popcorn and um, worrying whether or not Damien's gonna have to like whether I die right now. No, don't die. <coughs> i'm sorry all right dame's alive
0: i'm back in full in full mode
1: (laughs) whatever that means
0: yeah i'm here
1: so you're talking about scoob i
0: survived yeah so yeah the first movie that we saw post covid shitstorm was the new scooby-doo movie scoob i
1: established that
0: yes on amazon prime Mm -hmm, thank you for establishing it i'm setting it up you set them up i'm you're resetting it up i'm knocking it down
1: oh no that sounds like you're just setting up more
0: don't make me don't make me open this water bottle loud (laughs) as fuck right now Okay. All right. I got this water bottle. I got this water bottle ready to explode right now.
1: Damien just wants to like make my life so hard in editing. I swear.
0: Okay. So we saw Scoob and you, you know, you mentioned that it's, it was a nice experience for like at the moment where it was like, you know, we hadn't seen each other. It was our first time, like, watching a movie together, which, like you mentioned earlier, was, like, our jam and all that. That being said, I enjoyed Scoob. Thought it was a good movie. I think that, yes, people are going to embrace the video on demand just because that's sort of where it's, like, been headed and uh, movie theaters will become obsolete. But the way I feel about it, too, is, like, you know, you have your video on demand movies. You have Scoob. Scoob is the perfect, oh, actually, I don't want to put pants on movie. I'll just watch <laughs> it at my house. And then you have movies like Star Wars or something. Like, you don't always want to watch a Star Wars, you know, on your iPhone, you know, at home. Like, VOD movie, like, yeah, I watch Scoob, VOD. I watch uh, The Incredibles, VOD.
1: Incredibles?
0: I don't know if I'm... Necessarily... Wait, are you just saying
1: that you'll, you'll, wa- you'll stay home for animated movies, no, but not you'll necessarily put animated... on your pants for Star Wars? What no, the fuck is that No, like, I saw
0: Borat, right, on Amazon Prime, like, the new Borat movie. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Like, I don't want to pay for this. I wouldn't pay $30 to, like, you know, go to a fancy movie theater mm-hmm. to see Borat. But Video On Demand Borat... Fine. The new Spider Man movie that comes out, I want to see that in theaters. I don't know if I'd want to watch it like, you know, on my laptop or something. So I think VOD has its place. You know, it'd be a shame if those movie going experiences for like big movies, uh, kind of blockbuster movies, you know, if that goes away, that'll be a shame, I think.
1: I agree with you. Um, one thing I kind of thought of while you were talking, and I don't know if this relates to the topic at hand, but you mentioned how there are some movies that you're like, yeah, sure, I'll watch that at home in my pajama pants, and I don't. Don't want to go out for it um i was thinking about independent films like you know lower key films not big blockbusters like your wonder woman's and your matrix fours like what's gonna happen to those kind of movies will they move to um just a streaming format i mean they they have it so hard to begin with and now it's just like say how are companies going to want to continue to put their time and efforts into smaller films which is already so hard to do like it's so hard for new up-and-coming directors and writers and for them to take a chance on something different and now it's like
0: well i don't i think that if you're a smaller a small filmmaker you know or an independent filmmaker whatever i think you have a better chance now than everything you know the the stakes are lower when your movie can be distributed via like netflix or like amazon prime i think Mm -hmm. i think uh more companies would be more in uh they have a higher possibility of like supporting you if you're releasing on those platforms via like them having to put them in theaters and as far as you said um like you don't see trailers or anything like that that's all advertisement like those companies spend millions of dollars on that or like you know you can release a trailer on youtube for an independent movie and like it does the legwork on its own you know like you don't have to put any money into that so i think indie cinema stuff like that i think that has a, a better chance of thriving post uh covid than you know than anything else yeah
1: i think it's just like the pessimist in me who's worried that like smaller production companies and lesser known writers won't get their time of day but you do make a valid point that people you know stumble across things on netflix and amazon prime all the time and they do uh, create ads for themselves. So th- one of the reasons why, like, smaller movies don't play as often in theaters and uh, all that jazz is because, you know, theaters don't want to take a chance on them. They'd rather show Wonder Woman in five of their theaters than show three Wonder Womans and then, like, two indie films that may not yeah. get butts and seats. So you're right.
0: <laughs> I think also, uh, like, video on demand for sort of, like, uh smaller productions or indie films or whatever you want to call it i think that being available on video on demand as much as i love the movie going experience or whatever Mm -hmm. i think that those sort of they translate a little bit better maybe into video on demand services being distributed through those routes just because when i think of indie films or or diy films whatever there's an intimacy to them which i feel like yeah i could just watch it in my house i feel like that it just might be my own weird how i think of like diy things i think that. You know, watching an indie movie in your your home and, you know, your own environment, it's sort of an intimacy that a lot of filmmakers are looking, a lot of independent filmmakers are looking to have with their audience. So for some reason, that's like fitting to me. I don't know if that's like a weird way to think about that, but it's almost like the opposite of like when I said, you know, I don't want to see Spider-Man on my TV at home. Mm Mm-hmm. It's almost the opposite with like indie films. Like indie films, I think I'm more inclined to like want to watch at home on my TV, you know, just because it's more intimate.
1: I think I'm just like thinking from the perspective of someone wanted to be um, a big involved in the film industry in some capacity, and like I think I would have been super bummed if I was working on stuff that possibly never could be in a movie theater because there's something so special about that, and you know, just the thought of like what well, movies never open up again, younger filming directors writers, all that kind of stuff, they won't notice the difference because it'll just be normal to them. They've grown up in the age of Netflix and they've grown up in the age of Hulu and everything's instant. So they won't mind if their release is limited to Netflix or Amazon Prime. But for me, someone who was so passionate about movies and going to the movie theater, I think that would be part of the dream for me to sit in a big crowded theater and see my name on the credits, even if it's like way down at the credits amongst 50 billion other names and knowing hey i like touched that and now all of these people are seeing this and having this shared experience with me at the same time and i think that's the shame
0: yeah i mean i could definitely see you know that viewpoint in it um i think that yeah
1: sorry sorry to interrupt you but like for instance right you're an artist right and there is a, a to... big difference from you having a show in a gallery yeah, a white or wall a gallery. museum yeah. or having a digital show online via Instagram or whatever platform artists yeah. use. I think it would be different for you. It wouldn't be it would be exciting because you can potentially reach more people online yeah. than what can go than the amount of people that can go to your show physically, but there's something different about the experience because that's what you're kind of like almost aspiring to.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, it's like when you brought up like, you know, if you're a filmmaker, like your experience, like you would love to be, you know, involved with the film and see it on, you know, the screen. I was actually going to draw that parallel where it's like, you know, as an artist, you have a certain idea of like how things are, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody in any art form, whether it's like, you know, film, music, uh, fine arts, whatever, they're sort of brought up with this idea where it's like, there's a way things are, it's a very rigid structure. So like, if you're an artist, you have to have your artwork in like a white cube gallery. If you're a filmmaker, you have to to have your your movie made and produced or whatever through a major studio seen in in movie theaters or whatever those are things that are sort of just have always been accepted that way like that's the way it goes i was like that for a long time with my own art personally but i think that now i don't know with the internet it the internet kind of cheapens things a little bit mm-hmm. but i think it's a good good thing i don't think just because you see it you know see a movie online or whatever it, it doesn't lessen the validity of like the art being made i think that that's a little bit of an outdated kind of thing where it's like it has to be seen in a movie theater in order for it to like have artistic merit or have some type of validity because a lot of times the only people that care about that are people involved in filmmaking you know it's like for it's like for for people that produce the art that say this is how this has to be presented but i think that now with the internet that's not the case i think it's a good thing because you know that sort of like really hard regimented rigid viewpoint it's kind of old and outdated and i think you could do more with the internet it's but you know it gives normal people the power to like like put things out there which i think is good but i could see it from your view as well
1: well speaking of you know different forms in which movies have been shared with the people let's the take it back a bit
0: let's take it back <laughs> i'm closing my eyes I'm so there. we
1: were talking about the future mm. of <laughs> for those of you who can't see which is everybody damien has shoved his beanie over his eyes I'm see looking. this is how he imagines i'm being this... transported okay so this is how he time travels so mm-hmm. yeah We discussed the future of movie theaters and whether or not we think that they're going to survive. Let's talk about um, the emergence of the drive-in movie theater Mm -hmm. because we were actually lucky enough to be able to experience two drive-in movie theaters um, over the summer when things were a little better for everybody, Mm -hmm. at least in the tri-state area. You know, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania.
0: Right. When um, COVID magically disappeared yeah. for three months.
1: <laughs> so, you know, drive-in started, I want to say like 1949, 1950. And they were thing. That's like a, a huge direct quote. Thing. You'll
0: find that exact time on Wikipedia, that exact date.
1: Yeah, because I edited the Wikipedia <laughs> Jack- article. Jackie
0: is Wikipedia. <laughs>
1: But um, no, so yeah, it happened in 1949, 1950s, and then there was a huge, you know, popularity with it. It was even like I think immortalized in films like Greece, which Damien has not seen, and we're gonna have to address that soon.
0: I don't
1: give a f. <laughs> What do you think about drive-ins? Do you think that drive-ins can maybe fill the gap that people?
0: So, how was your experience at, at the first? Because I'm assuming that was the first time you've ever been to drive-in. Sí, si, señor. Okay, so over the summer, Jackie and I went to the Mahoney Theater drive-in uh, in Pennsylvania, in the ass end of Pennsylvania, middle of nowhere. <laughs> uh it well, was an interesting experience because i think that uh that particular experience uh i felt like i sort of like dragged her along i don't think she would have gone to that particular we went to a film festival and i don't think jackie would have gone well i don't
1: think the film festival first of all i wouldn't have been able to go because i don't drive. But second of all, I don't think it was the authentic drive-in experience because it was a film festival. I
0: disagree, Cherie.
1: Well, it's because... All right, so be specific. What was the film festival? What was the name? Why did we go?
0: We went to Trauma Dance 2020. Woo! Every year, uh, Trauma Films, which is the world's oldest distributor of independent films, every based year they, in New York. based in New York City. They have a film festival called Trauma Dance. Usually, it's free. This year, there was a charge because they had it at a at a, at a drive-in,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it's essentially two nights, uh, trauma movies, six to seven movies in total, with short films in between.
1: And. Um, If you've never heard of Troma, one of their most famous films was The Toxic Avenger. I think that's their number one, right?
0: That's what they're most known for. yeah.
1: Yeah. And um, there was also a musical, also based on the movie, just to FYI to you people out yes, there. That was, and... not, that was not
0: shown at the... <laughs>
1: but yeah, so they showed three movies and then they sprinkled um, independent films throughout. The reason why I say that it's not authentic experience is because there was a, clearly like a specific kind of crowd there.
0: It was definitely the first time I've seen a, an eyebrow ring on a guy since like 2004. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> I haven't gone to a drive-in before, but... It was long because <laughs> yeah. they wanted to give people time to sort of, you know, walk around with masks on, social distancing emphasized.
0: Well, the first day we were there like seven hours. because yeah. we got there at like one in the afternoon.
1: No, we didn't. And so we got there at like 630.
0: That's the thing is that they didn't even say the movie starts at this time.
1: Yeah, because again, I think they wanted to have that like, oh, everybody can walk around. They had a few vendors. Um, the Mahoning Drive-In is actually quite famous working throughout the summer.
0: Yeah, they have like yeah.
1: it didn't just spring up for the pandemic. It's an established yeah. drive-in movie theater. And we, unfortunately, we couldn't go inside, but they have like a massive collection of films. They're known for like they, throwing these events they, every they weekend. Play,
0: they play movies exclusively on film only. Like they don't do any digital.
1: Yeah, we. Could couldn't like experience that facet of it, but again, they had food. We could bring our own food and snacks, but they weren't specific as to when the movie was gonna start. And as you can imagine, with daylight savings time and it being summer, it doesn't get dark till around eight o'clock at night.
0: Right, which nobody thought of. I didn't think of. It.
1: Yeah, so we were just hype about like, oh, we want to get the best spots with our car. We want to be there first, and we got there at like six thirty. They started letting us in. Yeah and you know we got out of the car for all of like five to ten minutes we looked at the stuff that was already set up and then we were like oh great we have another like two hours to go we before to anything get, happens yeah
0: we went we showed <laughs> up the guy takes our tickets and he's like all right welcome guys uh just so you know the movie starts at nine so that's like three hours we had to kill and
1: already like but we got internally i was losing my mind a little bit
0: but right. we got a spot right in like literally we were the first row yeah my, and my mother would be proud Yeah. (laughs) My mom is the queen of like sitting in the front row for everything. Yeah. Church, funerals, the movies.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, it was an intense experience. I will be honest. I fell asleep after what midway through the second film because it just it just took forever like we were there for a really long time and we also went to the drive-in theater on the same day which we had already driven like what two hours to get to our destination yeah we
0: drove there the same day as the as the first night of the film festival
1: so it was a lot and i thought it was really fun in terms of like people were walking around with their dogs and people were setting up like camping sites it was
0: definitely the crowd that made it fun too because it's like every derelict and miscreant from like you know the fucking new york new jersey <laughs> pennsylvania like you know yeah was there and it was definitely a punk rocky vibe which i i did yeah I dug, people I
1: people had the choice to um stay the night if they wanted to they had to be charged an extra fee but people did bring like their bigger cars and they were like chilling in their trunks like chunk yeah. facing the screen, of course. Yeah, and lying
0: down in their trunks.
1: They were setting up tents, which, you know, is really cool. Um, but again, like for me personally, I didn't know what to expect. And again, after like the second movie was playing, I I fell asleep. I also did not really care for that movie. Um, what was it called again? Nukem High?
0: The return uh Return to Return of Nukem High, I think it was. Which is their third Nukem High movie.
1: Like I woke up, and there was, like, a mutant duck thing, and I was like, what is happening? The duck was,
0: yeah, the duck was uh, somebody's father. Like, the duck was, um, but it was pretty good practical effects, I thought.
1: I think that's my thing with trauma (laughs) movies. Like, I can't always stand behind, like, the ridiculousness because trauma, they start at a level 10, and they maintain they that level, level ten 13. energy level throughout, 14, yeah. yeah. And of course, like the subject matter is always a bit more fun and silly and scary and you know those kind of vibes. But I, I, I can't do it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but you know, you say that like, it's like the vibes. But did you, you know, that trauma? They bankrolled Schindler's List. You know that, right?
1: What
0: they gave, they put money up to make Schindler's List. I didn't know that. See.
1: Yeah, but I'm, not, I'm you talking know about that? what they're producing. Did you know that? No, and now I know. That's not true. What? <laughs> he
0: didn't.
1: Damien. That'd be and,
0: cool if they did, though, right?
1: Damien, why are you trying to spread false information to the people and to me?
0: That'd be cool if they did, though.
1: That's not nice. Anyway, so drive-ins. That particular drive-in was a lot for me. Well, we had two I'm, days of that, well, by the way, should, guys. It should also be noted. And we didn't noted. make it to the last movie because Damien and I were so extremely tired and we had to drive back to our airbnb
0: it was definitely a long day because those movies they do intermissions between movies they show short films between the movies you potentially are at the drive-in for like until three thirty four in the morning
1: yeah which we did not do
0: which we did not do um, but the second
1: day we did get pizza hut and can i just say pizza hut sponsor us because that was some damn good pizza
0: at the time yeah i think that the Ugh, i think that the crushed. environment added to it
1: yeah so drive-in you know? theaters and pizza hut it's a vibe sponsor yeah. us pizza hut
0: Weird. Okay. <laughs> I pizza. I think we ate like the entire pizza like on the spot. No, we didn't. Was, we, definitely did. we definitely had pizza, had pizza to take
1: home. Pizza. No, we didn't have it. Yes, we did.
0: No. I think it should also be noted that the Mahoney Drive in Theater, it's worth mentioning that they kind of stick exclusively to sort of like exploitation horror movies. Which I like. Giant monster extent. movies. Usually none of uh,
1: them I would love to see like kaiju movies.
0: They do have they have those. They have giant monster movies. They had a, a thing in the summer. They had a film festival. Yeah, yeah, like we'll every week though? they showed Okay, well we'll go next year. All right, well. But
1: we like, heard it first. I I thought episode three when I begged Damien to take me to go see the kaiju movies at Mahoning, he has to do it.
0: I'll do it. I'll bring all you. Right. Oh, you'll see all the movies. Okay. Sorry. I think I derailed you. That no, derailed me away. It's fine. Don't edit any of this.
1: I'm going to. Don't edit any of I'm going to edit all of it. Don't, I can't. Don't be like that. I can't do that.
0: Don't be. Like, what, are on, what are we at? Come on, Damien. What are we at? We're at
1: 33 minutes. All right, whatever. They
0: could listen. We got mad views. <laughs> You think people aren't going to listen to this?
1: They no. want us to hear what I have to say. Sure. You lied to them just a couple minutes ago
0: yeah but i mean it's not my fault if they didn't know Morning Drive-In, it was the shit it was good it was like i said it was definitely the environment jackie's right in terms of like that's not the orthodox um kind of drive-in experience because it was a film festival it attracted you know obviously fans of trauma
1: yeah there was um, like a drummer the day before while it was like, still light out they had a band yeah, there they was had a, full, a full band a full punk band they were like set up in front of the screen so people could hopefully safely gather i did not gather i just listened to whatever was yeah. playing on the Radio. I'm, I'm
0: pretty sure uh, uh, Zach Amico also did a podcast there. I don't know if you're familiar. He's the guy that does yeah. the um, the Midnight Spook Show, which he watches all the old horror movies and mm-hmm. stuff. He did a podcast live there as well. So. Like I said, it's not the traditional drive-in experience.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It was an experience I liked. It was fun. I was would fun. do
1: it again. Maybe next time it'll be something that I'm slightly more invested in. But I was happy to go because the great thing about me and Damien is that we like to have shared experiences with each other and like try new things all within like sort of our bubbles. But, you know, if I say, hey, Damien, I really want to see this Broadway thing, he's down to give it a try and he's not like a baby about it. And if he wants to go to this art show that I've never heard about it, then Then I'm down to go too, and we usually end up like, you know, liking it. or like learning and I think that's super fun um so yeah the Mahoney Drive-In Theater was an experience
0: yeah and you're not gonna be going to uh, what you know whatever what's coming out Wonder Woman and you're not gonna have some lady taking her titties out in the middle of Wonder Woman the way she was taking them out at
1: oh my god yes okay so the trauma dance one of the uh stars well can we call her a star no she's a washed
0: up bar girl let's be real
1: one of the actresses one of the warm
0: bodies one
1: of the actresses in in one of the films was there flashing, the, the slashing
0: troll will sponsor us
1: when <laughs> when it was uh her time on film like on the big screen we started to see like flashes of light of mm-hmm. cameras or not cameras camera phones flashes. Yeah. camera flashes and Damien was like, wait, hold on. Do you see that? She just took it. So the lady was like on the hood of her car and her friends were taking pictures of her topless on the car to coincide with her nude scenes on the screen. Right. So yeah, that was that. So
0: you're not going to get that while watching Borat 3 in the theaters.
1: (laughs) I've been to theaters where some wild things have happened. I've been to theaters where like people were smoking weed, where Mm -hmm. kids running through theaters with like scooters in their hand, like clearly running from like security. Security.
0: <clears throat> yeah and you thought the uh, scooters were a gun yeah right?
1: oh my god yeah what you is got, it about that particular into, theater where i always think we're gonna die
0: you want i mean it's a, it was a shitty theater yeah they upped it the college point multiplex am i gonna get sued for saying that
1: no you're gonna get sued Should we? college
0: point multiplex is definitely the multiplex where you think somebody will bring a gun in
1: which is funny because i remember when we first went to that movie theater i forget which movie we went to go see solo it was not solo. It was a different film because you kept warning me. Oh, like rats ran over my I literally, my feet a rat, and we, yeah. He just complained about it. And then when we A rat in, ran
0: across my feet, bro. <sighs> I was wearing slip-on shoes. <laughs> I was watching fucking something. I don't even remember what I was watching. What we, Like, I'm sitting there and I feel something go across my feet. I was like, oh, the air conditioning system kicked on. Whatever. And since I'm wearing slip-ons, I feel it. It's I feel like, the nerves go up my leg. Yeah, and I was like, "What is that?" And I look to the right, and it was a a fucking rat that ran across my feet. So, okay, that we can you, you, you can take it away because you're clearly not enjoying cinema. the story.
1: You can keep. I've that. heard the story countless times, mm-hmm. but what I was going to say is like when I went to this theater, it had just been after renovation. so they had like yeah, nice reclining ch- chairs. Go see Solo. Okay, so it's when we went to go see Solo.
0: Because that's after the first time I had met your parents, and after that we went to the movies, and it was Solo, and I was like, "This movie's grimy. This theater is grimy as fuck."
1: I'm pretty sure it was before that because nope. you also complained about the people there. You kept telling me like, "Oh, everybody's animals, and everybody like anything like that." People I that go it, there
0: are still trash, no matter how. I nice think it is.
1: was like some kind of Marvel film that we went to go see. No, bro. But jealous. what? what that's besides the point. I think it was at College Point where the US incident happened.
0: Yeah, the four D view—the best four D viewing experience I've ever had in my life.
1: Do you want to try and tell the people the events that occurred that day? Or to preface this story with saying that one, Damien is a notorious shusher. Don't shush me now. <laughs> you know so Damien is a shusher. And that makes me really scared. I
0: don't know why, bro. It,
1: I told you, you why. It. You
0: pay for a movie. Yes. They pay but, $30. I pay the $30 the way the fucking the fuckheads talking pay $30. Yes,
1: but you shush people in nicer neighborhoods, whereas I've always gone to I shushed theaters. I shush people at
0: the theater by you.
1: You did not. After
0: Comic-Con. You we did went not. to go see Joker? No, we
1: went to go see the Joker in Queens, Damien. That wasn't in Queens, bro. Yes, that was. It was. The, that
0: was the theater in Yonkers.
1: No, it wasn't. We drove back Cause we have to go get your car in Queens.
0: Nobody back me up.
1: No, nobody's gonna back you up because I can call my dad right now and he'll be a guest on this podcast. He didn't
0: say shit when I shushed either. <laughs> Nobody did. had my back.
1: <laughs>
0: I say shh. I look at you guys like, yeah, you see what I did? I'm standing up for you guys. The both of you dressed like this.
1: You stood up for everybody at that theater, and I'm sure somebody there Those people was figuring. so grateful.
0: But but not you.
1: I was not, because I'm used to going to theaters in the Bronx,
0: I shush where everything's I a little
1: more ghetto, and people will fight over nothing. So it's like, if you start shushing them, then they'll just get louder, Can and it? they'll get combative about it, and it'll lead to an all brawl. like somebody's going to get like thrown out of the movie theater.
0: Can I ask you a question?
1: No, is the there, second thing is you there, have to know... Is
0: there a nicer way to say, please shut your fucking mouth, than can you please be quiet?
1: No, I never said that you're a rude shusher. i I just said you're a shusher. You have a very specific way of doing and it. Your posture changes. Just... You start... <clears throat>
0: because you can't... <clears throat> because and then all of a sudden, your Let...
1: booming voice... Let
0: the people know. I think what's happening is you're saying you're, you're categorizing me as a shusher.
1: Yeah, because you are. You said it at the I'm, beginning of the I'm podcast. Under, you said you're a shusher. I'm
0: under the umbrella of being a shusher, you're but a I don't. Shusher. But I don't say shh. shh.
1: Excuse, excuse me. Excuse me. Shh.
0: I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I say loud enough that anybody in any part of the theater can hear me. <laughs> as a PSA, can you please be quiet?
1: Can you be quiet, please?
0: Can you be quiet,
1: please? gonna break everybody's ears i don't think yes okay so i said please he is not afraid to fight for his movie right and say to someone to please be quiet and number two thing that you need to know about damien and i is that we seem to have very different experiences as a whole but this particular us experience I don't know. Damien was almost like in another theater, in another world. I and it was because it was a
0: roller coaster. I he it.
1: was hell-bent on shushing the shit out of this person. So I'll let you I tell hell-bent. your story because it starts with you. And then I'll tell the part of the story that was called constantly- me. It all
0: started one day when Jackie and I went to go see Jordan Peele's 2019 horror thriller, Us. We went to the movie. We paid our money. We were like, oh, yes. Get Out was awesome. Jordan Peele the shit. Let's go see his newest movie, Us. We sit down. We're like, okay, whatever. And it's usually, it's around the movie when things start getting real in the film. I don't know if you remember this, right? What part any of this started at, Jackie? It was, it, it was...
1: Close to, like, maybe the first 10, 15 minutes in. Yeah,
0: it's the part where this is... There's some spoilers here, so if you haven't seen the movie, too too fucking bad.
1: Yeah, word. And also, the theater was fairly empty.
0: There, there was, like, five people in the theater, mm-hmm. including me and you. Mm-hmm. It was the part in the movie where the tethered, the mother, reveals... Like, she takes her mask off, and it looks like Lupita Nyong'o, like, all fucked up. Where she reveals herself there, right? <laughs> exactly. The right, that part. So... There's a dude behind me and somebody that's all the way to the right. On our aisle, but all the way... No,
1: don't discuss that person. Discuss the person you were focused on.
0: That's who I thought it the was. The wizard. That I thought it was the other guy.
1: Okay, so then I have to tell my part. Tell your part first. Okay. 20 minutes, We're not editing this. 20 minutes into the film, this gentleman, because I don't want to say it's that he's generous. you know, a homeless person or whatever. He walks in on the right side of the theater. And it's important to note, just to give you a visualization... Damien and I, we like the seats right on the aisle. I need space. We need space to stretch our legs I need the and we space. also don't want to walk around people's legs and feet, right? Need... So we were on the two seats on the aisle on the left of the theater and this gentleman walked in on the right side he was carrying a bunch of plastic bags
0: his whole life was in plastic bags.
1: and he sat his ass down on the aisle seat on the right side of the theater
0: but our aisle but
1: our aisle of all the places and he was immediately starting to act funny something to know about me is like sometimes i i'm very good at multitasking But when something's freaking me out, that's all I hone in on. The fact that he came in and he seemed kind of like disheveled and weird.
0: Jingling bags.
1: All I could hear, and my hearing is atrocious, all I could hear was not the movie playing loudly in front of me, but all I focused on and could hear was this motherfucker on the right side of the theater mm-hmm. damien thought that he was did not know actually that he was the culprit of the fuckery so go right. on talk so about the wizard before
0: that there was a guy that came in with his girlfriend big buff guy he was shaped like a dorito big chest tiny little waist and feet he had you don't remember that he was like no, shape, shaped I like this
1: that guy doesn't even exist to me <laughs> because you had to shush him earlier in the film i feel i don't know
0: who i was shush- well okay you shushed,
1: you my shushes were going
0: every which way
1: right <laughs> <laughs> shh, shh, <laughs>
0: i was like a, i was like a chihuahua
1: uh-huh.
0: right okay. so this guy comes in he has the audacity to come in looked he had a little goatee and a little ponytail so he looks like he went to the barber and showed his barber a picture of genie from aladdin and said i need this this is what i need on my face <laughs> okay he said, he's like i want to i want to look like a spanish conquistador in my everyday life mm-hmm. and the barber said fam i got you he comes in like you know strutting in i got muscles my nipples are poking through my white shirt i just slapped jackie's hand away She's trying to rush my fucking storytelling. I want to tell my story, too. So then, he comes in. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I'm with... The, yeah, baby. Like, only he owns the fucking place. Sits behind us and immediately starts fucking talking. You get a grace period with me when you go to the movies. You could talk <laughs> throughout all of the fucking previews. As soon as the movie starts, you shut the fuck up. And I know it's going to be a problem when you're still fucking talking Uh, when the credits start in the movie. So he's, like, doing all his little fucking... Telling all these little jokes to his little girlfriend... His little
1: girlfriend. <laughs> you're so funny. Gaston.
0: He keeps all this ignorant bullshit. I give him the grace. You even get, I even give you five minutes. I even give you five minutes into the movie to get it out of your fucking system. Keeps talking, keeps talking, keeps talking. And eventually, Jackie hears the dreaded noise. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> yeah, and I immediately tensed up.
0: Because you got to clear your throat before you scream at someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to be in this game of trying to be intimidating. <laughs> you're like, keep you playing quiet!
1: We're <laughs> trying a movie! Yeah, I need
0: Yes. You want to have right. some bass in your voice. It
1: completely. Right. So,
0: <clears throat> can you please be quiet? And he said some like little shit. I don't know what he said, but I just he, he, he whispered something to his girlfriend. Girlfriend giggled. I was like, "All right, as long as you shut the fuck up, I'm fine."
1: Yeah, and then the gentleman to the right walked
0: in. The fucking nut that came in mm-hmm. fifteen minutes late sits down, and now what happened was our radars are crossed because I'm. I'm focused on the magician behind me, and I'm the guy with the magician's the, ponytail behind me.
1: And I'm focused on the possibly homeless man on the right.
0: So we're not on the same page at all no. as to who's fucking up our movie viewing experiences. Exactly.
1: Because the gentleman to our right had like had a cell phone out at some point, and I thought he was talking on the phone, but he was just talking to himself. He was talking to
0: all his plastic bags.
1: Yeah, he was just muttering things, and he would even like uh, make gestures. With Twitch
0: and... Yeah. yeah,
1: and I was I freaking tea. out. Like, maybe 10 minutes after this motherfucker came into the theater, he decides to leave. Tell you to visualize this again. He already seems crazy to me, and he's on the right side of us, all the way in the, in the aisle. He came in through the right, and any normal person would then leave the way in which they came in. This no, that guy... happened before I
0: shushed him. That mm-hmm. happened after I shushed.
1: You shushed again.
0: No, what happened was, okay, so now through the magic of time, of the of time machining what we spoke about like 10 minutes ago it was during the part where lupita character for the tether takes her mask off
1: mm-hmm.
0: right mm-hmm. so it's supposed to be this big tense moment i'm nervous i'm like oh what's gonna happen whatever the guy who i thought was the guy behind me ended up being the fucking nutbag with the 15 plastic bags into his name goes
1: bah! oh yeah fucking that motherfucker
0: oh so i was like that pissed me the fuck off that pissed me off like right there because it's like. The timing was too perfect.
1: Yeah. It was
0: like, you know, that's the... Like... Like, I, you just knew... It seemed too perfect. Like, okay, can I just... Let me just say... Like... <laughs> like, people... Let me... Like, the, the racist thing is, like, black people ruining movie movie experiences. Mm-hmm. Right? We need to... We need an overhaul of this prejudice. Because it... I've never had a movie ruined for me at a black person at a movie theater. It's always Hispanic teenagers and every single Asian are always the one So... I'm very aware of like when you have the little the little mexican teenagers the little Hispanic teenagers behind you and they start making little like noises or whatever it's at certain points in the movie
1: this particular gentleman was um.
0: Whatever the fuck he was. I know what I'm saying is I have the radar for like, oh, this was on purpose.
1: Anybody can ruin a movie. Let's let's this, let's go no, back. No, no. no. We're going to bring this back. Anybody movie. has the ability to ruin a movie and be disruptive. Everybody has the it ability to. does not to, matter your everybody race. Everybody has
0: the ability to. But, but we also Hispanic live Hispanic teenagers and Asians have made it in art form. But
1: that's also the uh demographic in the area in which we usually go to see movies. Correct? Yes.
0: I'm not here to do this with you.
1: Somebody has to be the adult here. <laughs> I'm here to
0: do this with you. The point is, I have a radar for when people are pins in the asses and movie theaters. Yes,
1: but going back to this motherfucker making so those he, noises. He made
0: that noise, and I was like, it was too much of a coincidence that he did that when she did the reveal.
1: Yeah. I thought, honestly, I don't know if you've ever heard about this, but like early filming experiences, they used to like throw like skeletons at people and do like all this kind of like, like in real life 4D shit like, like they through- Yeah. So I'm think I was like, "Yo, is this some kind of like stunt that Jordan Peele is pulling the where he like guys. invites like one crazy guy? Because there is like a crazy ish homeless guy in the film too, like right at the very beginning that they see on the beach. Oh, remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, "Oh, well, maybe." Like my mind immediately was like, "Okay, this, this is not bad. Nothing's happening. Nothing's gonna happen." Yeah. But maybe this is like Jordan Peele's. Like he hires just like one crazy person to go to every show. He yeah. He's <laughs> like, just-
0: right yeah he just
1: (laughs) right but i know that's not the case no but anyway he starts to make this noise which scared the shit out of me jordan
0: peele just pays every homeless person in america like you know five wake-up raps from mcdonald's to just like disrupt movies so he does that
1: oh god that was so scary he does that i'm getting anxious just thinking yeah i can
0: it. tell you're like your you're heart's racing
1: go ahead go ahead
0: he does that i think again it's the guy with the fucking wizard cranial features behind me
1: mm-hmm.
0: so then again i'm like bro usually people get it the second time mm-hmm. so again i have to load up my <clears throat> and i say please be quiet And I was like, I usually, I I don't have to go twice. Usually people understand the severity of my voice the first time Mm -hmm. when I tell them to shut up. So then this motherfucker, somebody in the theater of only five people goes, No! (laughs) You shut up! You shut up!
1: Damien thought it was the wizard boy. I thought
0: it was the guy behind me, the buff guy that looked like Gaston behind me.
1: Yeah. You got What is your reference? Is he Gaston from Beauty and the Beast or is he a wizard? Or is he a Dorito? He
0: was a giant white boy.
1: Okay, fine. The Dorito slash Gaston slash Wizard was not the one making these noises. It was the possibly homeless gentleman to our right. Which I didn't know. But I knew. And at this point, I was so shooketh. Because for those of you who've seen Us, it's a pretty intense movie. You were all the
0: way down. You were like I was
1: so shooketh. But what Damien did not know until the end of the movie was that I had my keys gripped in my knuckles. I was ready to fucking throw down if anybody came at me (laughs) in that theater. Remember, we live in a time where people have been shot to death at movie theaters for no reason.
0: And that was also like you had also thought going to that movie theater previously that like the 12 year old was coming into the movie theater like with a giant gun, like a Final Fantasy gun.
1: Yeah, so the the homeless man then decides to jolt up out of his seat. And instead of leaving the theater, the way in which he came, which was at the right... He bulldozes his way Down our aisle Our aisle is completely empty It's just me and Damien And this motherfucker And he walks Straight towards us mm-hmm. And I was ready I was like If this motherfucker t- Touches us Whatever if he... I am going to fucking kill him If and he has a
0: gun If he has a gun Well guess what I got my keys Between my knuckles Motherfucker Not
1: about the keys But I was just ready To like fight for my life Like I'm timid and shit But like You know that I carry Like a butterfly knife You carry a
0: weapon but in that and moment I'm i didn't know if you were gonna going
1: I, to throw down i didn't funny.
0: know what your reaction was like. i thought you were just maybe gonna just watch me stat, get stabbed and bleed out
1: no i would defend because at the end of the day i grew up in the hood and i know when you gotta work square up we gotta square up right so I was ready I was scared shitless I almost peed my pants when he started walking towards us right which to me I I was ready though right I swear god I was I was sweating
0: well I didn't even read the threat because I didn't know I thought he was just like leaving the theater how do
1: you not find that kind of thing threatening because I thought
0: it was the guy behind me that like screamed
1: but just like Shut the up, fact whatever. that he decided to walk his way down our aisle when he could have left right off of his aisle seat and go back the way he came. Because... That's odd behavior, Damien. I mean,
0: crazy it's people do weird things. And
1: then he walked down the, like, two little, three little steps onto the, like, main floor of the theater. And he just stood there watching the movie from his little area. And then he disappeared. And then for the rest of the movie, I couldn't even f- focus on the movie because I kept thinking... What if this motherfucker is just waiting in that little like aisle to the exit and he's going to wait to like attack somebody before we leave or something. I I was so fucking scared. I don't remember how that movie really played out or how it ended until I rewatched it. Because I was just so focused on this fucking nutbag.
0: Right. Well, and see, I, I think finally, it, should be, it should be noted, too. Like, I thought I was going to fight with the guy behind me. Yeah. You thought so we were going to fight... You thought we were going to rumble with the homeless guy. Yeah. And I thought I was going to have to fight Mr. Muscles behind me. I honestly think that uh, fighting a homeless guy would probably be scarier than fighting like a muscly, oh, like, white guy.
1: Oh, definitely. Um, so. because when the lights, like, finally went up, the movie was over, like, Damien could tell, like, once the lights were on that I, like, something was wrong. No, I
0: knew right away. You th- you knew it was the homeless guy that screamed. I thought it was the guy behind me. But you right? probably
1: thought I was scared because you were shushing people. Because I usually like no. Go I into thought you. Were, I
0: thought you fight were, or
1: flight mode. I
0: thought you were scared.
1: Anyway, the lights went up. So, I was super like scared. So, I think I started but, crying. But, can
0: I just say you started crying? But you, he was also. The, and I knew you were scared too because you had the posture of somebody on a fucking bobsled, like <laughs> in the in the like you you slumped so far down. That, like, your neck was at a 90 degree angle and you just watched the movie like that.
1: And then we kind of sat there kind of quietly and we waited to see what the wizard was going to do.
0: Because the whole time, I, I'm thinking, okay, after this movie, I'm going to get into a fucking fist fight with this guy. <laughs> because he's bigger than me. He seemed like a fucking bully. He wouldn't shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, he's talking, you know, throughout the fucking movie. So I'm thinking I'm going to have a problem with this guy after the movie. And I spent that entire movie, like, we had different reactions. You were scared and I was like excited like there was electricity in the air for me i was like i was watching the whole movie it gave uh, the movie he thrives off of
1: this it gave
0: the movie because that movie has such a weird tone and vibe that it gave the movie like an extra thing it was like 5d it wasn't even 4d where it's like throw physical objects at me Uh it was like a spiritual like oh i i feel i feel this coursing through my body it's like something animalistic in me inside Mm me so then I already have that in my system, going through my blood. Uh, My blood is pumping. I'm in the primate, like I'm going to get into a fight, blood rushing to my ears type uh, uh, physiological response. And then I'm also watching all this insane murder and, you know, whatever on the screen. So it's like a little snow globe of just anxiety and fear Mm -hmm. inside my mind. I'm like, yes, I need this. I want this. I love it. I chase it.
1: And then once the movie was over, I was having my moment. Right. And we were sort of like waiting to see what would happen with the wizard behind us anyway so we were waiting to see what this guy was gonna do and the lights are up the credits have been rolling for some time but um, they're not
0: moving they didn't move
1: no they moved They after stayed a while there. yeah
0: it was almost it, like a like a like a but, standoff like who's gonna leave the theater first yeah at this point it's just us and them two
1: yeah homeless guy's gone allegedly
0: allegedly we don't know <laughs> jackie thought he could be lurking behind any any corner mm-hmm. ready to slash somebody
1: yeah and then he finally gets up with his girlfriend. The guy behind wizard. us. Wizard gets up.
0: The wizard gets up. And he goes, come, you know, they're literally behind us. So he gets up, gets on our level, like, and he, like, turns around and looks at me. And I was like, oh, here we go. So I sort kind of, like, kind of prop up my seat a little bit. I don't want to be full slouch, like, all the way back. Um, when
1: money attacks, yeah. So
0: I kind of, like, you know, nip up a little bit, ready to, like, spear him through the fucking wall. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. I'm going to get my ass kicked, but I'm ready. <sighs>
1: But what happened? My
0: blood is pumping in my ears.
1: But what happened?
0: He goes, Did you like
1: that movie?
0: And I was like, What? It's <laughs> like You what you thought about that movie? That movie was stupid, bro. And I was like and so I thought now he's playing psychological games. <laughs> Like, he's trying to get into my head. Like, he's trying to lure me into, like, a false sense of security before he, like, you know, whoops my ass. Mm-hmm. So, like, as tough as I could to, like, let him know, like, bro, I'm not playing your fucking games. Or I'm going to play the game back at you. Mm-hmm. I go, movie was alright. And, like, I just kind of stood stood there. And he goes, huh. Then Movie away. was stupid. And he just, like, walks away. Yeah. And then I felt, like, completely decompressed. I didn't know I was living a 5D movie experience until he walked away. Because... <laughs> At that point, once he walked away and, like, the threat of violence was over, Mm -hmm. I felt like a cork kind of, like, came out of me. And, like, I just, like, (sighs) like, I felt like a sense of relief that everything was over. It's almost like in that release, I realized I had been tense the entire movie, Mm -hmm. but I didn't realize it at the time. To this day, that that remains my favorite movie-going experience.
1: That is my least favorite movie-going experience.
0: Different strokes for different folks. (laughs) <laughs> okay so that was my favorite movie experience mm-hmm. right was the danger yeah thinking i was gonna get uh stabbed or beaten in the middle of college point queens yeah. what would you say it was your least favorite
1: i i get really like anxious about it even when we talk about it
0: right i see yeah you like kind of well were, i'm were also concerned. anxious
1: because you've like been very aggressive <laughs> about this whole story like i'm a pet because <laughs> you're tickling me and it's distracting me so
0: right so, what would you say is your favorite movie-going experience?
1: That's a toughie. And we kind of had to take a pause to sort of, like, establish, like, what I was going to say. Um, not that this is, you know, planned and authentic. We're literally flying by the seat of our pants. But I wasn't sure if it was, like, what was our favorite movie or what was our favorite movie-going experience. Mm-hmm, so, those are we're right? talking about why going to the movies is so great or not so great. So, my favorite movie-going experience was when we went to Alamo Draft House to watch Brain Damage with uh, Frank Henenlotter. Well, he Did was I say that right? Yeah. Yeah, so he was there. Directed he was in Frank the building. And I got these tickets for Damien and I to go to Alamo Draft House, which is a the- movie theater, which they do full service foods. So you can stay at your seat. You place your order. They'll bring the order to you in the midst of the movie. Yeah. Also, Damien likes the Alamo Draft House because yeah if you are not quiet they will remove you from the theater
0: you can complain you can be a karen and be like the people behind me they keep talking and they'll remove you
1: yeah so damien loves that and it was a really intimate small theater and then after they screened the film, which, you know, it's an older movie. It came out in the 1980s. Probably, yeah. Um, I think
0: 78, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Ooh, okay, but so I'm it's probably, a lot older than but I'm I
0: am But I'm probably very mistaken. I
1: mean, let's let's find out. It came out in 1988.
0: Oh, okay. So 10 years too so, late.
1: So, yeah, it came out in 19, 1988 and um we just wanted to go specifically because the director was going to be there and it was such a great opportunity yeah. to sort of have an experience that we would not have been able to have because we weren't alive in 1988 yeah and also to talk to the director
0: i yeah i feel like even though the alamo draft house in reality is kind of like uppity like it is a very nice environment
1: damien's uppity though. it's
0: also the perfect environment <laughs> to see that type of movie because it does remind you of like an old timey movie theater yeah
1: even um artwork and just the design the whole of the decor, theater yeah. is paying an homage to the old school movie theater experience in that particular location they have a bar and uh it's filled with like wax things it's, like almost like yeah. chilling and having a drink at ripley's believe it or not or something yeah it's
0: super spooky their bar is a um
1: it's a house of wax it's a
0: wax museum but it's a wax museum of all like medical deformities
1: yeah so yeah. that was super cool i don't
0: know, draft house sponsor us
1: well they can't because they're closed danian I mean,
0: listen that's the why world goes on
1: That's why we have to, hopefully, when things get better, support places like these as best we can. I know that, you know, speaking personally, I'm kind of hesitant to sort of jump back into those kind of activities, especially because it's going to be very hard for them to sort of keep the rules and the distancing and because people are animals as we established and also because it's expensive. They have to possibly install dividers and do all these things and sell less tickets and, you know... At that time, will these companies think, well, is it worth it? But to us, it's worth it. Movies is a big yeah. part of our lives. The movie going experience, sitting our butts in those theaters, even at the risk of our own lives, <laughs> yeah. is important to us. Our first date was to a movie. Like I'm sure many listeners' first dates were to a movie.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that um, as much as I love to complain <laughs> and, you know, whatever, the prices are too high, whatever you know people talking being fucking savages like the movie does have like kind of a special place in my heart like it's sort of the one place that you go and like you kind of just leave everything behind you you know like the theater goes dark and you're sort of just invited into this world and you can kind of just leave everything behind and you can sort of get yourself lost in
1: yeah it's a shared experience which you have with complete strangers but you're also not conversing but it's something magical about magical about seeing a movie for the first time in that setting with strangers or with your loved ones and i really miss it and i hate that the pandemic has taken it away from us
0: yeah i mean it would be a real shame if movie theaters went away entirely like i wouldn't mind if they evolve or change or whatever but if they went away completely i think it would be a shame you know like jackie said it was a whole experience like going to the movie theaters i remember going to movie theaters as a kid you know like i batman returns was the first movie i ever saw in a movie theater um you know it means a lot to me i even you know all that stuff holds They're little keystones that you don't realize it until you're older that like have such importance you know the first time you know when x-men first came out okay (laughs) no
1: that's all the time (laughs) we have today on this podcast we're an hour in no x-men talk for today i'm sorry We've enjoyed this time spending with you. Thank you, 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 the hair, bro. So much for listening to our podcast and talking like the... trash with us. Just, just, just.
0: You, look like the White shush. Devil.
1: Damien, you want to tell the people where they can find us?
0: You can find us at Trash on Instagram at TrashBinKids.
1: Yep, we're available on Spotify. You can listen to us on Anchor. You can listen to us on. Oh, um, Google Podcasts, that's new hey. A lot of other weird Smaller podcast places Apple Podcasts has still not accepted us
0: Whatever ourselves.
1: Okay, fine And you can find Damien And all his beautiful art
0: at Damien Rivera D-A-M-I-A-N R-I-V-E-R-A, all one word
1: Ooh, And you can find me at Jackie versus World, that's V-S-World And I just post about me and my dog. Fit (laughs) God! And my outfit sometimes. So thank you. Have a great day. Adios. Bye bye. See you next time. Woo!